You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Show. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, and it is my pleasure to be here with you again today. Well, today we get to talk about something that I truly love. I get to be selfish as your host today, and we're going to be talking all about calving season, which is just getting ready to get started. For all of us out there who love cattle and like to raise cattle, there's so much important information, and you know we really want to do a good job before calving season starts because cattle are large animals, and they're valuable animals, and we want them to be as healthy as possible, and we want to have to do as little as possible to ensure their health either during the birth process or after with those calves. And so what we do in preparation and what we've got on hand when calving season is going on is really, really important. So today, as we're getting ready for calving season to be starting here coming up in just a few weeks, uh, we're going to be talking with Gene Claft. He's going to be coming on the show again. And if you remember from my previous interview with, with Gene talking about external parasites and fly control and things like that, he's a territory manager for Merck Animal Health, and he works in our area here in southwestern Idaho and eastern Oregon, and always a wealth of information. So we're going to have an interview coming up here with Gene in just a few moments. Gene, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me today. You bet. Matt, thanks for having me back. You bet. How did uh, how did the holiday season treat you this year? Oh, it was, uh, it was a nice time off, uh, a much-needed break. We always kind of rushed to the end of the year trying to get things done before the year closes and it's always good to have that time off hope yours was good oh yeah it was uh it was a great holiday and but it's always fun to kind of get back into the groove after that two weeks two or three weeks where you're kind of uh everything's kind of broken up a little bit yeah got to jump right back in (laughs) that's right well i really appreciate you coming back on the show and and sharing all of the great knowledge that you have with everybody out there listening who is involved in raising cattle to me this is always a a great pleasure since i raise cattle of my own i wonder though if we could for those who didn't hear you the last time you were on the show if you could just really quick just kind of introduce yourself to everybody and let us know what you do yeah, so my name is Gene Claft, and I'm territory manager with Merck Animal Health. Uh, here I cover uh, most of southern Idaho, and uh, most of my territory is focused on the beef side. Um, Merck Animal Health is a, a great company to work for. Our, our motto is the science of healthier animals, and uh, we're a research-driven company, part of Merck, the big uh, pharmaceutical company, which gives us huge research power. So we're always looking for new solutions to bring our cattle producer partners uh, to make their lives easier, make their business more profitable. So it's it's a very rewarding job and really enjoy it. Now, did you grow up in the cattle industry or how did you get involved? Yeah, I grew up uh, working in a a livestock market in California and I worked in... uh, a few livestock markets. I graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo with a degree in animal science and another degree in ag business management. And um, I've been involved in the animal health industry for about 30 years. Well, I really do appreciate you sharing all your expertise with, with our listeners. We've got a ton of people out there who really enjoy raising cattle or want to, and they want to know more about it. And so it's great to have you on kind of seasonally when when we've got new things going on. And then, of course, today we're going to be talking about preparing for calving season and then following that uh, branding seasons. Yep, it's right on top of us. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's kind of jump in really quick. And, and, And 
from what you do, from your perspective there at Merck, when we talk about preparing for calving season, what kind of things do you have in mind, and, and what would you mean by that? So we are spring calvers uh, here in, for the most part in, in this part of the world, and um, that means a lot of times calving in bad weather. We always have to be prepared for that. I think that's probably the biggest thing. And then a lot of producers that have been at it quite a while, they try to get their calving season shortened up to where it's manageable and they have most of their calves in the shortest amount of time. They like to start calving with their first calf heifers first. And then um, that way they can manage those heifers, watch them a little closer and assist them if they need it Mm -hmm. and take care of any problems or health issues that might come along. And then um, usually your older cows, mature cows are... They're pretty good on their own if you have a good place for them to calve where it's fairly dry and and, um, hopefully you get by without having too many weather challenges. Yeah, absolutely. You know, considering the uh, the winter we're having right now here in eastern Oregon and, and southwest Idaho, where it's been kind of, well, at least in the valleys, there'd been less uh, snow and more rain and more muddy conditions. What would you prefer if you had it perfect? Would you prefer frozen ground and snow on the ground for calving during this time of year or uh, the warmer temperatures, but then the trade-off is the mud? Yeah, the warmer temperatures are nice, but like you say, with that comes generally rain and we get muddy conditions and and that's from a sanitation standpoint that's not very good because when we have warm moist conditions we get a lot of challenges from different bugs that are in the soil and in the ground especially in areas where we've been calving for a few years so you know a good hard ground where maybe it's a little drier and you don't want too much snow of course uh it's kind of a catch-22 if you've got the frozen ground and it's cold then you have a different set of challenges right. than you do if you know it's warm but it's wet mm-hmm. if, if a guy's got some hilly country that, that his cows can calve in you know those those hills generally will stay a little drier um, if it's warmer and and usually the challenges are a little bit less it's hard to pick one over the other and you know if you have the fa- if you have a favorite uh, situation you're never going to get it yeah that's it's right it's always going to be the opposite of what you want so i think with that, you have to be prepared for just about anything. And, um, you know, when we talk about getting prepared, we want to make sure our cows are in good shape and have been vaccinated properly so that, you know, they can provide what they, they need to for these baby calves. All right, Gene. Well, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's talk about vaccination and what we can be doing with our cows and when we should be doing it prior to them calving. For work, play, or a little bit of both this winter, stop by D&B Supply for Wrangler gear. From flannel line jeans to stylish shirts and jackets, fit for the field or a night out, Wrangler has you covered. Established in 1947 with the spirit of courageous individuality, Wrangler apparel is designed to last and look good to boot. With new styles and great fits, it's clothing that wears well no matter what the season or what life throws at it. So stop by your favorite D&B and get covered this winter in Wrangler. After a long day on your feet, nothing feels better than slipping into some Twisted X moccasins. So pick up a pair at D&B Supply. These aren't your ordinary shoes. With roots and western boots, Twisted X creates handcrafted, comfortable moccasins that stand out from the pack. They capture the spirit of the American West from the design down to the soles. Find your new favorite comfort shoes with a pair of Twisted X moccasins available at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Gene. Well, now that we're back, let's talk about 
vaccination. So when should we be vaccinating our cows with calving season in mind? So as a company, we like to recommend that producers use a modified live five-way viral with uh, usually Vibrio Lepto 5. We have a product, Vista 5, VL5, that a lot of beef producers like. And we like to see that given before breeding. And the reason is, is there's a lot of talk about fetal protection when we're talking about IBR and BVD and fetal protection occurs during pregnancy. So we have to prepare that cow before she gets bred so that her immune level is is at its peak and she can provide that protection to the fetus for those diseases. A lot of guys don't handle their cows in the spring and so they will give a killed virus at preg check and so they're giving up some of the protection, Mm -hmm. fetal protection wise, to the calf. Whichever they do, if they are calving in an area where there is a high challenge for calf scours, then they need to look at vaccinating the cow prior to calving. And there's um, there's a few vaccines out there for giving to the cow ahead of calving, usually a month or more before calving. And what those do is it, it builds up antibodies in the cow's colostrum so that when the calf gets his first nursing, takes his first milk, those antibodies are at a peak level and uh, the calf gets good colostrum and that helps protect them against some of the challenges that we see that cause calf scours. Now, you brought up a few things that are really interesting and we definitely want to touch on, but at calving, one of the one of the important parts of being there, right, is to make sure that those calves are getting the colostrum they need. Right, and that's usually more important in your first calf heifers. So mm-hmm. if uh, like I mentioned before, a lot of guys like to calve uh, those out a little earlier, and they'll usually keep them closer to home where they've got, you know, more resources if they have some issues, you know, in a smaller area where they can they can keep a better eye on them more frequently. Yeah, one of the things you hear a lot of guys talk about is is they're you know out all night checking these heifers, making sure these calves can get up and nurse. Mm-hmm and get that first drink because that's we we've got to get that colostrum in these calves ideally within the first few hours of birth because those antibodies are absorbed through the gut wall and when the calf is born the gut wall is fairly open and as that calf approaches 24 hours of age the gut wall is closing and those antibodies can't be absorbed so ideally first six hours of life is is probably ideal Mm -hmm at the outside probably 12 hours is the window so that's very important that these calves these calves nurse if there are products that we can give these calves commercially bought purchased products that you can buy that um, if you got a calf you're not sure if he's gotten colostrum or you know he didn't get colostrum that you can um, feed him some e coli antibodies or if the calf's weak and and not able to nurse you can always use a tube and and get those antibodies in them. But the stuff that mom makes is always the best, especially if we've prepared her with a good scours vaccine. So that's ideal. And what you're talking about, if it comes to tubing them or something like that, you're talking about like uh, replacement colostrum that can be purchased and you can can mix with water and, and drench them that way. Yeah, you can buy those, you know, packages commercially or some guys will actually will, maybe they'll have a local dairy or, or uh, they'll save some of their own. And, you know, if they have a cow that calves and the you know calf didn't survive mm-hmm. or was born dead, they can milk that cow and get that colostrum. And you can freeze it for 
a period of time and use it later. You can get some from a dairy, but the important thing is, is to get it in them. You know, I, like I said, it, I wouldn't wait until more than 12 hours has gone sure. by because we're just losing losing the amount of absorption and the amount of protection we get. Sure. Now, when it comes to calving this time of year, I mean, obviously our weather could be nice or it could just be frigid, it could be windy, it could be snowing. As far as your travels and the different producers and ranchers out there that you have contact with, at what point or under what conditions do you see somebody actually bring a calf in to warm it because the conditions are just too nasty? Uh, Usually that'll be, you know, in your first calf heifers, those are the ones, like I said, the guys are really, you know, trying to observe and be around if they need to help one uh, get a calf out. Generally, if they have to assist a heifer in calving, they'll try to take a little more time. And if they've got a a calving barn or a, a shed or something, they can get those calves into and get them out of the weather, especially if it's windy and wet, they can get them out of the weather for you know, the first night or so, mm-hmm. um, that, that sure helps. A lot of guys, if they don't have buildings, you know, they'll, they'll stack hay or straw as a windbreak and try to give those cattle a little bit of shelter, you know, so they can deal with the elements a little better. Everybody's got different situation and different challenges and, you know, they just do what they can. But, um, you know, most guys that I talk to, they either have a building or a sheltered area where they can they can get those cattle that need a little time out of the weather to a good warm place. I'll tell you what, Gene, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's keep talking about how to get everybody ready for this calving season, all right? You bet. When you're stuck out in the cold or want to cozy up in your off-the-grid cabin, a Honda generator gets you going. Stop by DMB Supply to pick up one of these power players. Quiet, lightweight, and fuel-efficient, Honda generators make winter camping, ice fishing, and even power outages more bearable. Take on the elements in a way you can take anywhere. Get all fired up for anything that winter brings. And grab a Honda generator at your neighborhood DB. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them, too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D&B supply. All right, Gene. Well, now that we're back, I wanted to ask you, as people are getting ready for calving season and when it comes to equipment, what type of equipment should people have on and have at their place already uh, because they're not going to have time to go get it if they do run into calving problems? Well, when you talk about equipment, probably the first thing guys should have around is some sort of calf puller in case he needs to assist a cow or a heifer that's having calving difficulties. There are several types of calf pullers that are available commercially, and probably the best thing to do is do some research and see which is going to best fit your needs. The ones that are available are, are pretty good, strong, good pieces of equipment, and um, you just have to find out which one's going to work best for you. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, it's always good to have some lube around and, um, oh, probably some sutures in case you need to stitch something up and have, you know, some disinfectant and iodine, just, just your basic vet supplies that you need any other time of the year. Just make sure that, you know, you've got good, fresh stuff and it's ready to go. Yeah, and we talked about the importance of being there, especially if you have first calf heifers. 
What do you see folks do who have to work off of their farm or off of their ranch when they're in that season? Uh, do people take time off work? What do they do so they can be there to maximize that calf crop? Well, that, you know, that's, again, it, it depends on the individual and what your job is, you know, what what uh, you do for a living and if you're doing the you're doing your cattle operation on the side. So, you know, most guys will try to make some arrangements if they need to leave, you know, to go check them. Um, they'll check them in the morning and check them at night if they just can't get away during the day. You know, a lot of guys, unfortunately, they'll they'll have to stay awake part of the night and right. get out there and check them because it seems like they always like to calve at 3 in the morning. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, it's, it's a busy time of year for guys, especially the ones that might have a 9-to-5 job in town or, or a business and and they're doing their their cattle enterprise on the side but they they'll just check them whenever they're home mm-hmm. and uh they'll spend all their free time you know getting through calving season and being with those heifers and cows and making sure that things are getting done smoothly. All right. Now, we talked about prepping the cows and, and when to vaccinate and what the ideal situation is. How many folks are vaccinating calves right after they've got them on the ground? Quite a few. They're not just giving vaccines. They may give them a, depending on their mineral status, they may have to give them a mineral injection of some sort of mineral like BOCI. Some guys like to use multi-men. And then as far as vaccines, some guys like to give the clostridial vaccine at birth. Mm-hmm. They'll give an internasal product like uh, nasal gin, which is an IBR vaccine. And um, the nice thing about those when you give an internasal is besides not having to use another needle on a baby calf, we can give those and stimulate some immunity without having to worry about maternal antibodies because we're dealing with two different parts of the immune system. So if we have a cow that has really good colostrum and gives that calf a good charge of antibodies when he's born, mm-hmm. the internasal vaccines aren't interfered with when we when we give those to a new calf. So some guys like to do those. The other thing that, that uh, has become a little more popular in the last couple of years, a few years ago, we introduced a internasal scours prevention vaccine for calves. It's labeled for calves three days of age. A lot of veterinarians would recommend giving it at birth. A lot of guys go out and tag their calves every day, so they'll tag all their new calves, and if they're keeping records, they just want to stay on top of that, and Mm -hmm. as they're tagging, they can give some of these vaccines. But this uh, internasal scours vaccine works really well in preventing scours if if you've had the challenges and had some sick calves uh, with calf scours. It's a coronavirus vaccine, and it does a good job. You get pretty good protection in about four days and really good protection about nine days. And the window for most of these calf scours is about seven to ten days of age. So it fits really nice into a program where guys are trying to prevent it. So I think the thing to do is visit with your veterinarian about some of these things, and they can tell you uh, what they feel you need and which things to look at and which things to to maybe concentrate on, mm-hmm. whether it be a nutritional with a mineral shot or whether it be a vaccination, because you, you can sure overdo it. Nobody wants to uh, to not do enough, but, you know, we, we don't want to overdo it either. So having that, those conversations with your veterinarian is always a really good idea. All right. Well, let's take another break, and when we come back, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about uh, what comes next. We'll get into branding a little bit. Sounds good. 
Know how to work it on and off the job? Wear Dickies with jeans, pants, shirts, and more made for all you hardworking, good-looking types. Find what's fit to be worn at D&B. Since 1922, Dickies has been making it work with denim and other duds that go the distance. These days, Dickies comes in all fits, fabrics, styles, and sizes, but one core thing holds true. They sure do hold up. When you want to wear it well without wearing it out, pick up some Dickies at D&B Supply. In the thick of winter, it's time to think about a thick, full lawn. No, really. At DMB Supply, we plan ahead and carry Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed so you can get a head start, too. For a better lawn this spring, limit foot traffic on those brittle leaves of grass. Sharpen your mower blades and schedule lawn feedings by creating reminders on your phone or calendar. Then pick up some Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed on your next trip to your favorite DMB Supply. All right, Gene. Well, now we've talked about calving and we've talked about everything to do to have the best calving season possible. And I guess the next step after that is going to be branding. So uh, in our in our area here, when do we see most people doing those brandings and, and working those calves? So most of these calves need to be at least 30 days of age. And I know that when your calving interval is, you know, 60 days or so, it's hard to have every calf be at least 30 days of age when you brand some people can get that accomplished and that's a good thing we want to have these calves have a competent immune system when we're going to give them all these vaccines and um, you know we want them big enough to handle the stress of getting a brand put on and uh, getting the the bull calves getting castrated if we castrate them so yeah generally if you can have that last calf born be about 30 days of age that would be ideal Mm mm-hmm and, and and if not, you know, if you can get close to that, you know, you, you'll do a good job. Now, you and I talked off the air about a branding protocol. What is that? What does a branding protocol mean? So branding protocols are just basically a roadmap of what are we going to do at branding time with our calves. And, you know, we don't want to just bring them in and give them shots. And, you know, we need really need to think about what we're doing, what we're trying to accomplish what our goals are. And so protocol is basically, you know, a design program that has a a purpose. And the purpose is to do everything we can to add value to these calves. We want them healthy while we own them. But if we can also think about vaccinating them in a way that will send them down the road when when we sell them and have them do a good job wherever they go, that's what we call adding value to these calves mm-hmm. because the buyer is going to appreciate receiving an animal that he's not going to have a lot of problems with. And that usually comes from a good vaccination program, a good nutrition program where guys have kind of figured out how to do it and what works and what's going to make these calves worth more money because they do so well when they leave. So what types of things should we be aware of when we're coming up with this plan, this roadmap? So what we want to do is, you know, do we sell our calves to the same guy every year? Do we take them to the sale barn or do we uh, sell them on a video? How are we going to market these calves? So we have to think down the road uh, what we're going to do. And then we have to think, okay, are we going to wean these calves? Are we going to sell them off the cow? And just kind of know where we're going to go. And instead of just doing these things one step at a time, we have to look down the road a little bit and see where our end game is going to take us and then prepare for things that way. And, and that really starts when at branding time, when we 
give these calves these the you know the first round of shots you know we may have given them a vaccine or a mineral nutritional shot at birth but now we're going to give them a, a round of shots that you know we're really trying to accomplish more and set them up for success now you mentioned selling the calves right off the cow or weaning them first so weaning them on your own property and then selling them as weaned calves what are the the pros or the cons to to each one of those practices so buyers would prefer that every calf they buy is weaned. So that means that it's been off the cow, it's had its shots, it's been off the cow and, and been on feed for about at least 45 days. Um, they like 45 to 60 days, but we know that that's not possible for everybody to do. One of our tech service veterinarians always says, you know, don't just look at what you can get for weaned calves, but are you really set up to do it? Because you go from being a cattleman to being a cattle feeder. Mm-hmm. So now you cat all these calves in confinement and you're feeding them mm-hmm. and basically dealing with a new set of problems. And, and most of that's health, but you got to think about labor. Do I have enough labor to feed these calves? Do I have good facilities to house them? Do I have the feed? Is all, is all this going to offset the premium that I get for weaned calves, am I going to be able, is that going to offset what it costs me to wean them? So you have to calculate all those things include, you know, sickness and death loss. And is, is this all going to be worth it? Right now, if you've got facilities and you got feed and, and your operation, you've been doing it for years. Well, it's a no brainer. You're going to wean these calves. But if, if it's something that you haven't been doing, that's where you have to stop and look and make some decisions, and, and it might be best to sell them off the cow. So if we're going to sell them off the cow, we want to at least precondition them. Well, Gene, hold that thought. Let's take our final break, and then when we come back, let's talk all about preconditioning. Know what boots work as hard as you do? Georgia Boots, and you'll find a great selection at D&B Supply. If you're on your feet all day, Georgia Boots knows the feeling. That's why they've designed exclusive comfort systems that cushion and support down to the bottom of your soles, while on the surface, they shield you from tough conditions with one of the most durable leathers out there. See why they earned the nickname of America's hardest working boots and pick up a pair of Georgia boots at your favorite D&B Supply. It's a pretty super life here at D&B Supply, even for dogs and cats, because we now carry Wildology, the only pet food with Super Life Pro, a live probiotic blended with superfoods. Wildology is filled with the good stuff your pet needs to support a healthy body and immune system, like wholesome proteins, kale, chia seeds, and blueberries, because a healthy pet makes for a happy pet. Unleash your pet's superpower and pick up Wildology cat and dog food at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Gene. Well, now that we're back, tell us what preconditioning is. What preconditioning is, is we bring the cows and calves in two to four weeks before we're going to take the calves off the cow, and we give them uh, a round of shots, and the most important shots are your respiratory virus shots, and we give them those shots, and then we put them back with the cow. Well, what that does is we really stress those calves by taking them away from their mother for more than a short time. And by not stressing them, we allow those vaccines to do their job and do a really good job. Mm-hmm. So that when we do come back in two, three, four weeks and separate the cows and the calves, which is the most stressful time in that calf's life, right. he's already got that respiratory protection that we wanted to get because we left him with his mom and, and didn't stress him. So preconditioning, if you can't wean, preconditioning is the next best thing. And buyers love 
preconditioned calves too because they've got some immune experience by being having their vaccines and you know you didn't you didn't have the chance or the opportunity to to hold them and uh feed them for 45 to 60 days but immune wise they're in good shape and ready to go yeah that makes a lot of sense and then i'm assuming that if you if you put all this into play and especially if the buyers get to know you that you're adding value to your calves when you're doing you know you're taking these steps and these management practices right and so you want to you want to document what you do if you work with a veterinarian then your veterinarian can verify that you've done the things that you said that you do and then um over the years, as you as you have done these things and, and sell your calves, you, you get a reputation for, you know, providing a good, healthy calf to the next stage of the production phase, mm-hmm. which would either be a background yard, a feed yard, or a stalker operation. And those guys will be calling you every year to buy your calves because they like how they do. They, they don't have a lot of sickness, and they just go out and grow. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a way of adding value, obviously, to your herd and and developing that reputation, which makes your calves more valuable. And all that comes back to you. Yeah, you know that you add the value for your buyer, but it comes back to you and in, in not having trouble selling your calves every year and always getting a good price for them because they'll be they'll be in demand if you do, if you do the right things. Basically, how it works. Well, that's a great tip. You know, it's it's easy to think about selling calves in the fall uh, as just a commodity, and you're just going to get the same price that everybody else gets. But uh, when you get into the intricacies of this, like what you're talking about, that really is not true. Right, right. And basically what you have to do is learn what things make you money and do more of those and stop doing things that don't make you any money. <laughs> yeah. And if you just kind of follow that simple advice, and again, you know, work with a veterinarian or another animal health professional and find a good program that works for you and go with it. And you'll see that your calves will be in demand every year, whether you take them to the sale barn or sell them on the ranch. Absolutely. That is a great piece of advice. Well, Gene, this has been great. And uh, you're a wealth of information. I know we could go on and on and on. We just keep running out of time when we talk. So it's good to have you back on. But for folks out there listening who would like more information, where can they go to find out more about these protocols and other information? Yeah, you're right, Matt. This is a very deep subject. And like you say, we could talk for days, I think. But if uh, our listeners want to kind of learn about what a protocol is and have some options, we've got a, uh, a website. If you just go to cattleprimevac.com, cattleprimevac.com, our preconditioning program or or health protocols, um, we call it PrimeVac, and that's P-R-I-M-E, V as in victory, A-C, like vaccination, PrimeVac. So cattleprimevac.com, and that will take you to our website, and it's it has all the protocols in there and talks about the value of uh of using a good program, and then it also has links to the, the different vaccines that are listed in the protocol. So there's a wealth of information at cattleprimevac.com. It's a program that we've had at Merck Animal Health for the last several years, and, and uh, you know, Superior Livestock Auction is uh, using it, and some of the local sale barns use it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really paying dividends for um, not only the marketers, but their customers too. Well, Gene, thank you so much for coming on today and taking the time again. Really appreciate you providing this information for our audience. My pleasure. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle. 
however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald. <laughs>